It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers every Monday through Friday with you here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's what we do here on the network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Odyssey, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to the show and listen to all of your favorite podcasts, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, like this Friday, I'll be answering your mailbag questions for our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions into me now by either adding me at Julian Council on Twitter or DMing me on Twitter at Julian Council. Again, is the Twitter handle. So go ahead and get those questions into me now. If you haven't noticed, the Carolina Panthers aren't really getting a ton of respect from the national media heading into this weekend's game against the Dallas Cowboys. The line opened up at four as the Cowboys were four-point favorites, and it's already been bet up to five. The Panthers going into Sunday game against the Cowboys are five-point underdogs against the Dallas Cowboys. The same Carolina Panthers that have started out the season 3-0, and the same Carolina Panthers that have not trailed a single second so far this season. The same Carolina Panthers that have been quarterbacked by Sam Darnold, who's thrown for 300-plus yards in back-to-back games. The same Carolina Panthers that are number one in pretty much every major defensive statistical category. Those Carolina Panthers are five-point dogs at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. I don't think it's really crazy that they're underdogs. Dallas is a good football team. You watch the game on Monday night. They put up 41 points. Dak Prescott already looks like an early MVP candidate. He's playing some of the best football of his career. Dallas has a fantastic offense. They're at home, so you're already going to have to deal with the home field advantage factor that Vegas plays into each spread. But four points already been bet to five? Come on. You look at it, too, the power rankings. Panthers.com every week goes around and looks at all the sites and how they rank the Carolina Panthers. Power rankings don't really mean much. Just like in college football, their rankings don't mean anything until the final ranking, which de- determines who goes to the college football playoff and who goes to New York's New Year's Six Bowls. But yet we spend a ton of time focusing on them. But for the exercise of me having to do a daily podcast and having to figure out what to talk to you guys about each and every day, we're going to take a look at these NFL power rankings as it pertains to how folks view the Carolina Panthers. NFL.com has the Panthers ranked 13th. ESPN.com has the Panthers ranked 12th. CBS has the Panthers in the top 10, but only at 9. Bleacher Report has them ranked 12th. Sports Illustrated has them ranked 14th. You've listened to the national pundits. You've listened to all the folks who aren't believers because the Panthers played against the Jets week one. 
and they played the Saints week two, who came off of a massive win against the Packers week one after the tumultuous offseason that Aaron Rodgers had there in Green Bay and whether he was going to come back and play or not. They got the doors blown off of them by the Saints in Jacksonville as the Saints were displaced by Hurricane Ida. Lost by 35 points, and the Saints came to Bank of America Stadium next Sunday and did absolutely nothing. Jameis Winston threw two picks, looked like the old Jameis, and Alvin Kamara rushed for a grand total of five yards. The amount of fingers I have on my right hand and on my left hand. That's how many yards Alvin Kamara rushed for against the Carolina Panthers. Those same Saints who are missing their coaching staff and didn't have Marshawn Lattimore and C.J. Gardner-Johnson then go up to New England and dominate the Patriots. So is it considered a good win? There's reasons why the Saints lost that game. I don't know how much you can factor in the fact that Marshawn Lattimore and C.J. Gardner-Johnson didn't play when the offensive line couldn't block anybody. And for the most part, the offensive pieces that were going to be there that we knew would be playing, that's not counting Michael Thomas, who we knew was not going to play going back to this summer. They did absolutely nothing. But that one doesn't count for the Carolina Panthers, apparently. And then the win against Houston, another rookie quarterback. Had Tyrod Taylor played, then would that have been more impressive from a Texans team that blew out the Jacksonville Jaguars week one? And in week two, we're tied at the half with the Cleveland Browns. It might even outplayed Cleveland through a half. Then they had to go to Davis Mills. But I guess that, doesn't, that one doesn't count either, even though the Carolina Panthers, again, have yet to trail so far this season. And their quarterback has shown that he's at least capable. Is he a franchise guy? I don't know yet. But he's shown that he's capable when put in the right situation. He can go out there and he can perform well. And he can help this football team win games. And he can protect the football. Even if some of that has been luck with some of the fumbles that Sam Darnold's had. The defense has been swarming. They've been fantastic. But the same questions people are asking the Carolina Panthers about, oh, their schedule. I haven't heard a lot of talk about the Denver Broncos and their schedule. They haven't played anybody. They played the same Jets this past Sunday. They played the Jaguars. They're no good. They played the Giants. Uh, all three of those teams are combined 0-9. But yet I have heard nothing about the Denver Broncos and whether the Broncos are for real. Maybe it's because they have a defense that everyone expects to be good coming in the season, and they've lived up to that. Maybe there's just more league-wide respect for the former Panthers quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But for whatever reason, the Carolina Panthers are getting no love. The analytics community likes them. Football Outsiders, who we talked about last week, DVOA, Panthers had never been ranked first in DVOA as the most efficient, the best team in the NFL in their entire history, even back when they went to the Super Bowl in 2015 or 15 and one that regular season, never made it to number one. Back-to-back weeks, number one in DVOA. But yet, Tulsa the NFL is the Los Angeles Rams. The team I actually think is going to win the Super Bowl going into the season. Matthew Stafford looks awesome. MVP candidate. They blew, they beat the uh, Bucks on Sunday. Good football team. Better win than anything the Carolina Panthers have so far. Great defense that Los Angeles has. But has Los Angeles really been that more impressive than Carolina so far this season? If you just take away the opponent, if you look at who they played so far. I mean, Indianapolis, 0-3. Week 1, they played against the Bears. They're no good, but they beat the Bucks at home. So I guess that makes Los Angeles proven to be a far better team than Carolina, even though they rank behind them in DVOA, but they're now being ranked as the top team in the NFL. Now that the Kansas City Chiefs are one and two, the Bucks are two and one, the last two teams who were in the Super Bowl last year. But the Carolina Panthers, three and oh, 
Yeah, well, they didn't play anybody, so what does it mean? It means nothing, right? Come on. Sunday against Dallas is a statement game for the Carolina Panthers, if you didn't already know that. The Dallas Cowboys, I think, will win the NFC East based off of the fact they're the only team in that division that has a quarterback. Ron Rivera thought he was going to win a division with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who hasn't won a damn thing in this league. The Giants, with Gellman, they can't get anything figured out there. They're 0-3. And then the Eagles, I want Jalen Hurts to do well. But last night, well, as I'm recording this on a Tuesday, Monday Night Football was a rough game for him. So the Dallas Cowboys have the overall advantage at quarterback in that division where they should win. And they're America's team, as we know. They get all the great primetime slots, and they basically have their own hometown broadcast crew and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who aren't calling Sunday's game. Actually, we have Greg Olson on the call for the Panthers on Fox on Sunday. But traditionally, the Cowboys, because they used to be good and haven't won anything in my entire lifetime, they get all the talk, all the pub, America's team, yada, yada, yada. It's time to go hit America's team in the mouth on Sunday. It's time to show how good this team is and to make everyone talk about the Carolina Panthers actually being a legitimate contender to make the playoffs this year. I don't know about Super Bowl contender just yet. You got to have a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if the guy that they have right now can stack up against the other quarterbacks in this league and in this conference. And on Sunday, he's got a great opportunity to go out there and do it because Dak Prescott is a dude. Is Sam Darnold? We'll find out. Matt Rule, year two, are they ahead of schedule? Three and no makes you think so. We also have ta- had this conversation prior to the season, think that they could be in this situation. But this is the game early on in the first quarter of the season for the Carolina Panthers to prove everyone wrong that it wasn't necessarily about the schedule, but it's a fact that they have a fast, talented, young defense, an emerging quarterback, a great defensive coordinator, a mastermind on the offensive side of the ball, and that they can overcome injuries to guys like J.C. Horn and, of course, the franchise Christian McCaffrey. As Cam Irving said last week, they're not called the Carolina Christian McCaffreys, all right? If that's true, go out there and prove it on Sunday against Dallas because everyone in the country wants to see whether you're good or not. Everyone's going to be tuned in, and I'm ready to see what the Carolina Panthers are are capable of doing on Sunday against Dallas because this is an opportunity to shut up all the haters, to get the 4-0, and cement your place atop the NFC and as a legitimate Super Bowl contenders with the win against Dallas on Sunday. That said, it's a big game for Sam Darnold, obviously. It's also an opportunity for the Panthers' defense to prove a point. They have yet to play a good quarterback so far this season. They played Davis Mills. They played Zach Wilson. Then they got bad Jameis. I think Jameis is fine when he has his head on straight. Didn't have it on straight on that Sunday afternoon in Charlotte, mainly because this defense uncorked it for him. That said... Dak Prescott is a different animal they're going to be facing off against on Sunday. This is a massive game for the Panthers' defense. We'll take a closer look at the matchup between the Panthers' defense versus this Cowboys' offense that bounced back in a big way on Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now using promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. 
Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN when you use the GetUpside app. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field to start another season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the easiest and the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Okay, maybe getting ahead of myself, Super Bowl talk there. I did say earlier, not saying they're actually contenders just yet. I don't know, because the quarterback, again, has to answer a lot of questions for me, particularly when they fall behind for the first time this season. If you look at Dallas' last two games that they played, they have had opening drive touchdowns. The 20s previous games that they played, they had not scored an opening drive touchdown. Dak Prescott, this offense, they're humming. They looked really good on Monday night. And they're going to offer a challenge not only for Sam Darnold and this Panthers offense, Saints, Christian McCaffrey, to try and keep up. They're also going to offer a challenge for the Carolina Panthers defense, which is pretty much number one in every statistical category defensively here in the National Football League through three weeks. Now, as I've mentioned, Dallas is the first time all season that the Carolina Panthers have actually faced a real quarterback. Zach Wilson, the goal going to that game, I said, was not even really about what Sam Darnold's going to do in the quote-unquote revenge game against his former team, the New York Jets. It was what the Carolina Panthers defense could do in getting after Zach Wilson. And what they did was exactly everything I hoped that they would do and more. Then week two against Jameis, pretty much the same thing. Get Jameis off platform, try and make him do the same things that he did back when he was in Tampa, where he could not protect the football, which led to him no longer being in Tampa and now him being the starting quarterback with the New Orleans Saints. He's looked good. The two games outside the game in Carolina, which tells you just how good this defense is. You can make all the excuses about who was not there and who was there. All I know is the Carolina Panthers defense was dominant in that game. They were dominant once again on Thursday night against Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, starting in place of Tyrod Taylor, who's on IR with a hamstring injury. Either way, Panthers defense has thoroughly dominated all three of their opponents and has yet to allow this offense and this team to trail so far this season. Enter Dak Prescott. Came into the NFL, out of Mississippi State. Tony Romo gets injured in that preseason game. The rest is history for Dak Prescott. Loses the Cowboys to a 13-3 record. Number one seed in the NFC that year. Didn't make the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers did his damn thing on the road in the playoffs that year. But Dak has been a fantastic quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He's finally gotten the money that he's deserved. And after suffering a gruesome injury last year, which proved his value to the Cowboys, he's come back. Week one, and he dueled with Tom Brady. Cowboys, unfortunately, left too much time on the clock. And Brady did what he's done for the last 20 years as he's reigned supreme over the National Football League. Week two, 
in Los Angeles against another good quarterback in Justin Herbert. Dak Prescott was able to out-duel him and lead the Cowboys down the field for a game-winning drive. And then on Monday, aside from holding on to the football too long and a wild, weird, long-developing play that they ran out of the end zone and fumbling that ball and Fletcher Cox receiving it for the touchdown for the Eagles, he was nearly flawless against the Philadelphia Eagles, throwing for three touchdowns and having a quarterback rating of 144. Dak Prescott, like I said earlier, is a dude. And I love him, and he's going to challenge the Panthers. Not just Dak. The Panthers are going to have to face off against a two-headed monster running back. Zeke Elliott, he hasn't gotten as many carries as you would have thought through the first three weeks of the season. But back on Monday night football, he looked like the same old Zeke that we've seen the last couple years. The reason why he's one of the highest paid running backs in the league. Tony Pollard has been really good, too, for the Cowboys. Both of those guys combined for 160 yards rushing on Monday against the Eagles. The Panthers' defense, pretty good when it comes against the rush. But they've yet to face off against one-two punts like this and an offensive line that's healthy outside of Lyle Collins, of course, being suspended because he tried to bribe whoever from the National Football League was conducting his drug test. That did not work out. He's currently suspended for five games, which is a hilarious story. And also just like, what are you doing? So their right tackle will be gone. But other than that, the Cowboys will be healthy on the offensive line. They always have a strong physical offensive line down there in Dallas. Now with two running backs behind there and Zeke and Tony Pollard who can both be able to break one for a long run. And having Dak Prescott, who is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, this offense has a chance to reach its potential. I said earlier the week that Michael Gallup was going to play. My mistake there, he's on IR, so Michael Gallup will not play, but they still have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper at wide receiver. Two excellent wide receivers. You also throw in Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. Schultz, who emerged last year after Jarwin tore his ACL in the first game of the season, he's back picking up where he left off last year. And, and now Blake Jarwin's a part of this passing attack. So it's not only you have Dak Prescott, they got Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, and Blake Jarwin. That's six skill position players who can all hurt you defensively for the Carolina Panthers. Not having J.C. Horn is going to hurt them. It's not just J.C. Horn. The amount of secondary issues and injuries that they've had, not issues, but injuries that the Panthers have sustained over the last couple weeks with Miles Hartsfield being out for at least the next eight to 10 weeks for the Carolina Panthers or six to 10, however the spread is now for him in terms of, you know, the timetable there. But uh, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future, the next two months at least. Horn could be done for the season. Uh, you have Justin Burris, who's now on IR, which means you've re- you've signed Rashawn Melvin, to the active roster from the practice squad after elevating him the last two weeks. You have gone out there and traded for C.J. Henderson. You're hoping that A.J. Boye, who has not played since last season when he was a Denver Bronco, a season in which he spent the majority of it either suspended or injured, you're hoping that he's ready to go on Sunday. Not the best situation for the Panthers' D to be in, going up against the Dallas Cowboys offense. And that will be the built-in excuse, surely, for the Carolina Panthers if they struggle. But you can't make excuses if you're not going to accept the ones that the Saints are making for why they got blown out when they came to Charlotte. So we're not going to do any excuses. It's next man up. And the way that Phil Snow has schemed things up, where his defensive line, all those guys are healthy, the edge rushers are healthy, there really shouldn't be a conversation about the secondary. It should still be about getting after Dak Prescott and trying to force him into mistakes. If the Panthers have 14 sacks so far this season, 30 quarterback hits, get after Dak, they're going to have success once again. But they're going to give up chunk plays. Because this offense is too good. And I think about what Nick Saban has said recently about when it comes offense versus defense and how it's changed in college football where before great defense could beat good offense and now great offense beats great defense. 
And we're going to find out. The Panthers have a great defense. They're going up against a great offense. Can a great defense in the National Football League overcome a great offense in the Dallas Cowboys? Phil Snow's gotten a lot of great publicity. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, this defense. Everyone's talked about how great they've played so far. Like I said in the first segment for the Panthers overall to make a statement, this is an opportunity for this defense to also make another statement improving that it's not just because we played two rookies and we played bad Jameis, but when we play something against the Dallas Cowboys with Zeke and Tony Pollard and CD and Amari Cooper and Schultz and Jarwin, it doesn't matter. We're still the same guys. We might be a couple men down. Next man up. We go out there. We get off the field. We cause turnovers. We wreak havoc. We're fast. We're physical. That's what we do. That's what I want to see this from this Panthers defense. A massive opportunity for them on Sunday to make a statement and to prove that they are the top de- defense in the NFL. And it's not just based off the opponents that they played so far this season. I did give you an update there on Justin Burris, who's now on IR. So that means the Carolina Panthers had to make a corresponding move. Who did they elevate? I'll get into that in just a moment as well. And should another Carolina Panther be placed on IR, or are you accepting of the way the Carolina Panthers are managing Christian McCaffrey as he deals with the hamstring injury that should keep him out at least for Sunday and maybe a few more weeks? We'll get into that here in just a moment. You already know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I tell you every week, and I'm telling you once again this week, as limited time flavor cookie dough chunk is available. Last week, I got a box of these that came to my door, and two days later, they were already gone. Built Bars have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor that I just mentioned there in Cookie Dough Chunk. You can try some of these great flavors. The ones that you've been missing out are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Yes, even you. There's something for you over at Built Bar. If you can't make up your mind... And which of the limited time flavors that you want, you can always get a mix box from Built Bar, which means that you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars in one box. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most flavors have up to 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. News coming out of the Carolina Panthers organization on Tuesday afternoon. Safety Justin Burris has been placed on IR, meaning he will be inactive for the next three weeks from the Carolina Panthers active roster with a groin injury. The corresponding move for the Panthers is that they've now elevated and signed to the active roster center, Sam Tecklenburg, who had been elevated twice from the practice squad to the active roster to be the backup to Matt Paradis at center. He now had to either be kept on the practice squad or signed to the active roster. The injury to Justin Burris made things easy, at least for the Carolina Panthers, in bringing Sam Tecklenburg to the active roster. Also, the Carolina Panthers have signed a cornerback and Mod Dre Harper to the practice squad. And the whole Tecklenburg thing, too. 
the fact that Pat Elfline, who actually would be the backup center in a situation where there was an injury to Matt Paradis, the fact that he's on IR for at least another week following this game coming up, they needed to put Sam Tecklenburg on the active roster to have the backup center. They are available. He was available again and elevated on Thursday night. Now he's on the active roster. So in the event that Matt Paradis goes down, it will not go to Pat Elfline. It will go to Sam Tecklenburg as long as Pat Elfline is on the IR with a hamstring injury. And looking at the safety position too, the Carolina Panthers can ill afford to suffer another injury at safety. With Hartsfield, who played nickel and also could play safety with him out, with Burris out right now, Sam Franklin's going to have to play a bigger role. Jeremy Chin, of course, is going to play the same role that he's played. Probably not going to come off the field at all. Sean Chandler, who played 80% of the snaps, a career high on Thursday against the Texans. He's going to continue to see those amount of snaps for at least the next three weeks as long as everyone stays healthy. Look to see potentially Kenny Robinson, the fifth-round pick from last year's draft, be elevated and activated to the active roster coming up on Sunday just so they have some depth there in case of an injury. Jalen Julius, who is a fifth safety on this roster when you look at the active roster and practice squad, he's someone who also might get a look if they need to because, again, you can only elevate a safety from the practice squad twice before having to sign them to the active roster. So maybe they use two of those for the three weeks on Kenny Robinson, and then the third week they use it on Jalen Julius in the event that they have any sort of issues and are concerned about the depth there at safety. It was one of my key concerns going into the season. Uh, if anything happened to either Chen or Burris, would any of the guys be able to step up? Looking at it, Sean Chandler's played so well so far this season. He's also had a pretty active role on this defense going back to that week two game against the Saints, even prior to the injuries that were suffered by Hartsfield and by Justin Burris. Now, can Sam Franklin step up and play as well as Chandler has over the last couple weeks? We will find out on Sunday when he's going to be called upon for the Carolina Panthers. Staying on the topic of IR, though. Injured reserve, if you don't know what IR means, by the way. I guess I should tell people that every once in a while. They had no issue putting Pat Elfline up there. Had no issue putting Justin Burris there. Those are injuries that they felt were going to take some time for those guys to come back. Of course, J.C. Horn far more serious injury, knew it was going to take some time before he was able to come back. Going to the season, there was talks about whether Shai Smith with his shoulder would go on IR. He did not. He's yet to be even on the active roster so far for the Carolina Panthers this season. Christian McCaffrey. Matt Rule does not believe, at least he didn't believe when he got he went down on Thursday if it was going to be necessary for IR. Didn't believe on Friday if it would be necessary for IR. Didn't believe the other day on Monday if the injury would be necessary for Christian McCaffrey to go on the injured reserve. I just wonder, though, with the amount of snaps that McCaffrey's played and the fact that they're going to have to manage him way better moving out throughout the rest of the season. And I'm a guy who has been giving McCaffrey the ball as much as it takes to be able to go out there and win football games, but not late in the fourth quarter when you're already up by three scores. There's no point that Christian McCaffrey should be out there at all. The Panthers are a better team with Christian McCaffrey. We'll see just how good they are without him now that they made a quarterback change and you're basically looking at Pretty much the same roster offensively that you had last year, but with a difference at quarterback. And, of course, a difference at some positions on the offensive line, new receiver. But for the most part, it's still the same offense that you saw last year under Drew Brady, just with the main change being there at quarterback and Sam Darnold. Can he elevate this offense in a way that Teddy Bridgewater was unable to do in those 12 games that he played last season without Christian McCaffrey? 
remembering 13 Christian missed, but Teddy also missed that game against Detroit Lions. Just pointing out 12, not 13 for anyone who's like, hey, actually Christian missed 13 games. That being said, would it be more beneficial to the Panthers if they just put Christian on the IR for now and actually allowed him to rest? Because I can I understand that, hey, you can rule him out for Sunday, which they haven't even done yet, and he doesn't play against Dallas, and then maybe he's ready to go week two against the Eagles next weekend. But maybe he still needs more time. Wouldn't it be more beneficial if they just gave him three weeks off to rest to make sure that everything's going to be fine? Because that's what you have to do with the hamstring, right? You got to rest it. You can't just, I don't know, they want to go week to week with this, which is fine. I'm just wondering if it just would make more sense just to go ahead and give him the time off. See what you have in Chuba Hubbard. See what you have in Royce Freeman. If you want to elevate Rodney Smith or go sign another running back, see what you have in them to know how deep you are at running back. And I'm not saying to use this as an experimental time to see what running back works and which running backs don't work. You did draft Chuba Hubbard for a reason. And this is the reason in the event that Christian McCaffrey went down like he did last season. They don't want to be relying on well Mike Davis, who they decided not to resign. They let him go. He's not the Falcons. They said, well, okay, we got to go find another running back, a cheaper one who we can keep around for the next couple of years. That guy's Chuba Hubbard. He's next man up. And I believe in Chuba Hubbard in that I think he can be effective. Is he going to be Christian McCaffrey? Absolutely not. But I think he can play a key role for this team over the next couple weeks. And he has no choice but to play a key role as long as McCaffrey is out. All that being said, just why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in there. I'm not part of the medical staff. I just feel like it just makes more sense just to put him on IR, just shut him down. Just tell him, Hey Christian, you're out for three weeks. We're going to make sure everything's good. We have a three and start. We have a little bit of wiggle room. Now Matt rule said the other day that he isn't, know what when now mode is he's trying to win every game which i understand it's kind of you can't really ask a coach if the team's in win now mode because yes he's always trying to win even though i know in the back of his mind if and everyone's a human being and they think oh we can actually win this year like last year there's no way he thought this team was going to come in and win like that can't be reasonable and then this year i think he expected a lot more probably expected they go to the playoffs i don't know if he expected that they win a super bowl but he thought they'd be a, a much improved team but a team that's going to win a Super Bowl, I don't know how he feels about that. So the win now mode thing, you can't really answer. But they're 3-0. and They have a chance. They can drop a game. Maybe even two. Hopefully not. Without Christian McCaffrey, get him back healthy. And then get this thing back going. With the offense and with Darnold. And the way the defense has played so far. And the fact that the defense has played so well, wouldn't that give you even more conf- like confidence that you could put Christian on the shelf for three weeks? Make sure he's healthy to go. And then take him off after the uh, game against the Vikings. And uh, I think they're going to play the Giants after that that on the road and be ready to go. I don't know. Just a thought. It's me just trying to think about what might be the right thing for them to do. Even though they obviously know what the right thing for them to do is. Just a question I'm asking. Why not just try and get Chris McCaffrey as much rest as possible. Opposed to just doing this. So, well, we'll see if it's going to work, if he can play this week or not next week. We're not really sure. We think hopefully he can be back before the three-week period of time. But if he comes back, like, will he actually be 100%? I mean, you're never really 100% in the NFL. Just thought. Either way. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and every place where you can find podcasts here in the U.S. of A. and across the world. Make sure also to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday I answer your mailbag questions, a part of our Friday mailbag 
here on Locked On Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions into me right now on tomorrow's show. It's going to be a Thursday, which means we have another crossover episode. Going to be talking to the host of Locked On Cowboys, Marcus Mosier. So be able to check that out as we're going to break down this Sunday's big-time matchup between your 3-0 Panthers and the 2-1 Dallas Cowboys at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. So that's what's coming up tomorrow here on Locked On Panthers. I will talk to you all then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.